Hey guys, welcome to Zack Snyder's. Nope, I'm gonna redo that one. <laughs> Honey, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Zack Snyder's. Nope, I'm gonna redo that one. <laughs> Hey guys, better late than ever, but it's the fake nerds and we're here to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League or the Snyder Cut as it's been infamous, infamously named the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, even even HBO Max embraced that. It's true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm Ryan Leopolis. <clears throat> uh, I got joined by Sparks Witty as always. We got Ben Magnet on the other side. That. No Brandon T. McClure. He was no, he wasn't feeling the Snyder Cut, which is totally acceptable. It's a four hour long movie of a movie we've already seen. Um, Man, what a road to get here, you guys. Um. I don't even know how to start. There's so much to talk about. Um, if you're watching this video and you don't know who we are, we don't like Batman versus Superman, so just get ready for that one. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan of his superhero movies. I like the dude as a filmmaker. I just don't like what he's done with the DC Universe, which is why I'm so it's so exciting for me to say how much I really like his Justice League movie, which is completely unexpected for the trajectory of the movies he's made. Um, I'm curious what you guys have to think about this. Uh, four years in the making, basically, right? Three years in the making. Goodness yeah. gracious. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Yeah, I I really like things for sure. Uh, I I think overall, like, I think this is probably the best possible outcome you can get of Zack Snyder doing this particular thing yeah uh and that's that's about as good as it as it gets and i and i think that goes for better and for worse um i think that uh right away like regardless of whose decision it was warner brothers or his the idea to introduce all the league members in one film was always bad yeah uh and regardless of how much he brings to the table here you still see that that was always bad yeah. uh i i think that is fundamentally shown by by this four hour film that's like even with four hours uh it's not enough to to connect with all of the characters it's not enough to uh have them be relevant and identifiable as as who they are supposed to be and and their relationship to the world at that time um and it it needed to not try to nix against the marvel model and and some of these characters not all but some should have been introduced in their own films beforehand oh, oh of course um, right but i mean like you know yeah. that's that's the overall thing i think that that was always regardless of what he like he has four hours to play with here he does bring a lot of good and some not so good to the table and no matter what it was always going to be an uphill battle oh of course um, yeah so Man. i think that that's rough yeah mm. funny okay not funny enough um I was fully expecting to go into this movie just despising it. Now, yep. I I rewatched Justice League recently, the the Whedon cut as it's now being being called, and I definitely see a lot more of the cracks this this time around than I did the first time I saw it, which was in theaters. And I didn't hate it. The biggest saving grace for me is how Superman is in the Whedon cut. I just love Superman in that movie. We we all liked uh, we all like the Justice League Whedon cut like. We were all we're all we all think it's fine. Like, I I, I there's this is a scenario where I think both these movies are good for different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. which I think I, which I think, think it's really interesting and fun. I think almost almost down the line, parallel elements are these things are much better in the Whedon cut. 
and and then things are sucky and the things that are sucky in the Wii cut are much better in the Snyder cut and the things that were good in the Wii cut are sucky in the Snyder cut and like it, it almost splits exactly down that yeah, way not like for he me. favored he favored almost entirely uh the characters that are underutilized in oh yeah insider and vice versa mm-hmm. sure yeah mm-hmm. and, and but after watching the Snyder cut I gotta say, I think I like this. I mean, if you have to, if like gun to my head, which one did I like more? I have to say, I liked the Snyder Cut more. And I was fully expecting to, to just hate this movie, to, to destroy this movie. And I don't know where it's like between the three of us. I don't know if I am like the bigger Snack Snyder fan because I love 300. That was like the first movie of his I saw. I was like, man, 300 is awesome. And I still really enjoyed the Watchmen film. Oh, I man. Enjoy- yeah, I know. Um, I still enjoy the Watchmen movie, but also I really liked his movie Owls of Kahul. I thought that was great. I don't like that movie. Uh, we have gardening, so if you hear that, I apologize. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, like I like 300 and that Owl movie, and Sucker Punch is awful. Um, his Ar- uh, Army of the Dead, I'm really excited for. Like, I'm really Jones for that movie. I think uh, Dawn of the Dead's great. Uh, I just mm-hmm. he's a he's a He's a more edgy guy, and I just don't think that works for the universe for Superman. And, you know, that's a whole other discussion that we know to get into. There are literally a bunch of podcasts we've already gone over discussing have, how he should Superman. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Justice League and how Superman's mm-hmm. not even in the movie. Um, so, um, man, how do we even start? Goodness. Let's talk about the stuff that was cut from Justice League that's more present here. Uh, Cyborg. Uh, yeah. Cyborg is, is an entirely different character he is a character uh i like again he's not perfect but like the the simple fact that they cut so much of him from the movie he's like integral to the plot of the movie he is like like again like looking back to like the original movie we got i am i'm just shocked that they went the way about it that they did because they actively made their movie worse by trying to cut out ray fisher um in my opinion uh, i think that i think looking at them next side by side Man, that first Justice League movie is like is like a twenty five cent comic, and this is like a prestige. Like the Snyder Cut's like a prestige like event, right? Like they're mm-hmm. almost inc- incomparable to me. Like how just how shockingly different it is while still being the same movie. Um, it's really cool in terms of like editing and like just seeing how movies are made, what you can do with the same material. Um, but man, I, I I found myself liking Cyborg and not loving him. Um, but like. At least I cared about him in this movie. He's like sure. not even existent in that last movie. And they, no. they and like they, they, they like they tear him in half. And I'm like, oh man, they just like really didn't want to put Cyborg in that movie, man. Goodness gracious. Yeah, seeing Cyborg in this movie, or at least Cyborg, um, Cyborg's quote unquote origins, it actually like him connecting with his mom, him like like, look, I'm a football player and dad constantly doesn't come to my games. And seeing that connection, seeing the relationship like his dad trying to relate or try to help his son and i was like man this is a lot better than the, what we got in the weeding cut because like you said brian there was no side there was hardly any cyborg character development in that movie at all it mm-hmm. was just like oh dad you made me a monster it's like but i've seen seeing the four hour snyder cut where the lot of stuff is more fleshed out it's like oh okay th- there's actually character development here uh, wow yeah. i actually care about this um, I actually like Cyborg a whole lot more in this. I don't love him, but I like him a whole lot more in the Snyder cut than I did in the in the Whedon cut. If this was like his first introduction and this character was going to appear in more movies, like this isn't the worst introduction, right? No, like, uh, especially again compared to the one we got. Like, I'm, it's going to be hard not just comparing them side by side, but like, there's there's a world where this Snyder cut movie is the one that we got, mm-hmm. and 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 the DC 
Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's literally like double the length of what Warner Brothers yes, would have allowed, yes. even if Snyder had stayed on the project. They were going yes. to mandate it less than two hours. Yeah, so when, so we have twice what we would have had. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I guess, uh, so I guess there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing he really could have done to make this is this is the best case scenario. Like he had the movie had to have failed to get the dream project that he really wanted. Because like, yeah, you're right. Like his Justice League wouldn't have been this movie. It would have been half this movie. And like, right. I can't even imagine again what he would have chosen to cut. Um, and again, it wouldn't have been Cyborg. It would not. No. It would not well, have I been Cyborg. I, I'll, I, I think that would have made a better film. Like, honestly, I think the best version of this movie is somewhere, not necessarily taking the Whedon elements, but it's somewhere in between like, how how streamlined that film is yeah. and how overly long this one is. Yeah. Um, and Snyder having to do a two-hour version of this film, I think would have put Cyborg specifically as the central character mm -hmm. rather than like not showing him for an hour and 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which, Again, which also is, though. Which is a long time yes. for someone who's so central. But this four-hour movie would not have existed. Like this is, again, like this isn't even a director's cut. This is like, I don't even know what, what this is. This is like, all of the footage he got to shoot just put into a movie like right. it's 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 well because some of this is what would have been part two yeah um yeah. but it, it, i would assume if snyder had to live under the two-hour mandate that that warner brothers was wanting to do he would make cyborg that that main yeah. central pov character which would reduce superman to almost non-existent well he's presence. already non-existent no i know but it would it would take him almost entirely down to like i which i think would honestly be better because it'd be like treating exactly and blatantly how he wants to treat him which is a plot point and nothing more mm -hmm. um but i think that would have been fine if it meant that that you really felt like consistently cyborg were following him here we go this yeah. is the, this is the guy and then you know everything else is kind of happening around and to him um with some characters you know and then some characters you don't know but uh i think like the the reason why that's so hard to say i get the way I want out of a four hour cut is because of how this cut works. He's constantly jumping around too much. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of my biggest criticisms of the four hour cut is that I, I, I just don't like the choppiness of it. And I, I've tried to figure it out. And I think that part of it is him wanting to maintain some kind of day and night logic between scenes. Like it's daytime here, which means it'd have to be daytime here. And that's why we're jumping to this character because if we stay with this character, then it'll be nighttime, but then we'll be jumping back to daytime when yeah. we but but that means that like we're with a character for like 45 seconds and we jump to another character, but then we jump right back to that character we left. And I'm like, just stay with that character, stay with that thread so that we don't keep getting jerked around so much. Yeah. Um and that happens a lot, especially in the first half of the four hour cut. Uh I will tell and, you. And I think that breaks up the cyborg stuff in a way where he's not made center focus uh as clearly as a reduced length version yeah, yeah. Of the film it, he is kind of like the heart but yeah it, it is it is an ensemble thing um like there's a lot of batman there's a lot of wonder woman mm -hmm. um honestly you probably because bvs focused so much on batman like i guess he didn't he didn't need to have so much focus but i, I love batfleck so like, he's like the one thing i like about batman versus superman so like honestly the, yeah. fa the fact that we got like that bvs batman back instead of like the reshooted batman that we got i'm like oh i'm so happy uh, the cheeky silly batman from justice league like that's not the batman that i that's from this universe um so i'm glad to have beefy batman back um i do agree like man this like four four hours like getting this should not have been assembling all the team but but for me it everything worked 
in in terms of setting up the team you know like it shouldn't this isn't how the movie should have been mm-hmm. but like the aquaman scene and all of aquaman stuff works for me he should have had his own movie before but that is enough for me to go oh he's getting his own movie later i like him enough now mm-hmm. to get that again if this was just joss whedon's justice league that aquaman sucks yeah um whereas this one i actually can see the trajectory of the character and british amber heard i guess <laughs> that's so great i watched the side by side like comparisons of like of like the two and it's like man what Who's who's whose fault is this? Is I don't think it's Amber's. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad that Snyder didn't have the same influence, I guess, over over how other films look, but he did like going to Wonder Woman or mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, that he wasn't like the creative architect of the DC universe when James Wan did Aquaman because yes. the whole underwater world looks so bland. Yeah. And, and you get yeah. away with it with the Whedon cut because we go only go to one location. And I'm like, I can accept that this one place is kind of like a, a temple guarding the mother box, and that's why it's kind of boring. Yeah. But we go to like four locations in the Snyder cut, and they're all as yeah crap. and it's like the same location of like the king with the trident or whatever and yeah. it just looks like so much more like vibrant and beautiful you know, yeah yeah um, uh, it, and that's just like zach's like like understated tone and it's like it's that's bad for sure I, but it's, like it's it, it is but it's definitely one of those things where like you know it, it's fine here i'm glad that that's not something where that became the enforceable like what's set here is the idea yeah, this yeah, is yeah. how it's going to be because boy would aquaman looks so much more down. Can you imagine like, like when like when Arthur comes out like like with his tried in like the orange suit and it's just like gray. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, uh, that's so bad. So yeah, yeah. so awful. Um, um the one thing he he does better though, uh again, I will say all the action in the Snyder cuts better. All of the action is better. It's longer, it's 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 more intense. Like some of the some of the action I'm surprised that they they took out. Um uh, but we were just all, oh, I was going to talk about the action and relating to something you were talking about. Right. Got it. Aquaman. Um, Mara's in this movie for a little bit more. We see Mara use her powers a little bit more. Yes. I think that seems excellent. It's like really, again, the action's cool, even if it's a little uh, colorless, but her using her aquakinesis to like take the blood out of Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool, super powered stuff. If this movie does something well that he really hasn't done as well in the past uh, is using superpowers and combining them and just making really cool set pieces. Like, I think this is, this is like the best like this is him evolving as a filmmaker um uh and he just didn't get to finish it unfortunately right yeah uh yeah so cyborg's cool um let's talk about steppenwolf because oh boy i like steppenwolf a lot uh as just like a generic like villain who wants to be redeemed uh again compared to that first one i'm i don't know why they changed it i really don't there's no i don't think there's a reason to change it you can keep the same story and just not have dark side and have him be the same character and how he's like groveling for dark side um i think his armor looks cool if if it's over overly designed but like um the corridor crew on youtube they're a great special effects uh, uh group of people and they 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 did the, the snyder cut and they went through all the visuals and like it's really impressive stuff that the amount of stuff that they're able to do in this movie with the limited amount of time that they had. So that's another reason where I'm like, man, special effects people are real cool. Uh, even though some of those shots were kind of already done and it's had to rework them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Stefan was pretty cool. I think he's, he actually is a, uh, like uh, what's the word? Like scary sometimes a little bit. Yeah. I, I have to agree. Steppenwolf. Once again, Steppenwolf was another big improvement from eating cut. Um, I actually could do, also like his design a little bit more in this in this in this in the Snyder cut than I do in the Weeding cut. I don't know why. It's just like I know like his armor. It does look silly, but at the same time, there's the scene when he's in the when he's underneath Gotham Harbor where he's interrogating those people, and or someone says something and like his armor spikes up. Like it's like oh well, I'm about to fight now. And it's like I actually kind of dig that. I don't because in the original one, 
it just looked like a, a blobby mess in a way. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. Just just a just a dude. Whereas I love seeing him grovel for Darkseid. I love telling to him talking to Desaad and be like, I hate Desaad. I found it. And then you see Darkseid and he's like, oh my lord. It's like because in the first one, we know us as comic book fans, we know Darkseid is the big bad. We know Steppenwolf is a servant of Darkseid. But the Casey Casuals might not have understood that. He when he says for Dark Side when the Parademons are going out, they're like, the Casey Casuals will be like, "Who's Dark Side? Who's that guy?" Whereas we actually get to see Dark Side, and also I once we, we don't have to talk about it now, but later I want to talk about Dark Side stuff because I got a few things to say about the Dark Side stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, the Sod. We talk about the Sod. Like, um, that's just a dude in a robe, but like he looks so much cooler when he's in like in his molten like visual form than just a dude in a robe that we see later. Um, yeah. all the. All the stuff with Steppenwolf and how, again, it's so funny seeing how, like, in the first, like, 20 minutes of, of the Snyder Cut, Steppenwolf establishes his base in Russia, right? We don't see that thing until the end of the Whedon Cut, right? Like, that's when he gets there and he starts... No, that's not true. Or is that the opposite what I'm thinking of? They're, they both establish it early. There's Do just they? no good reason in the Oh, Whedon sorry. Cut. Okay. It's yeah, because we keep it. cutting to the family in the Whedon one, watching it happen, the parademons coming there. I thought it happens like halfway throughout the film. No, no. It's like, it's like, that's where he goes after he gets the, uh, the mother box from the Amazons. That happens in both. Okay. Uh, at the same time. Okay. It's, but, but in the Snyder cut, uh, Steppenwolf specifically says, we're doing this here because of the toxicity levels. Yes. That's why he's drawn there. Whereas in the Whedon cut, it's just like this place for, for no reason. For no reason. Okay, cool. For no reason. Um, yeah. Uh, Steppenwolf, Dasad, and Darkseid are all the, I'd say, the number one best thing in this version of the film. Mm -hmm. um, comparing is kind of silly because, like, you're comparing a nothing to something. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's kind of the same with Cyborg. But uh, Steppenwolf has better dialogue. He he has better action. It's really cool to watch Omega Shenron fight the Amazons. <laughs> um, I can't I can't tell you how how much. Like in that scene in in the in the original cut or this the original cut the Whedon cut that's still a good action scene it's just really truncated and fast. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite like changes is is when they leave the when the queen leaves the temple and it falls into the yeah, ocean that's, and it's sealed. That's the trap. And she leans over and she's like paying her respects. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is like a good scene, really good. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that is a huge, huge special effects scene. Like. But like in, in the Whedon cut, it's just I'm escaping from the temple. But the temple is the trap. That's the special mm -hmm. effect. And then the temple falls into the ocean. That's the that's the that's the trap that they were trying to set. And that's not at all in in the the shorter version. I'm like, that's such an excellent scene. It's only like a minute longer. I don't again. Yeah, there's I, just weird weird choices to cut the good stuff. Yeah, I really really love it because it's one of the the first times I think where Zack Snyder's really made the loss of like life in a superhero film actually feel impactful because of how the queen acknowledges all the amazons yeah. that just died yeah um man there's... Which, which surprisingly we took out and yeah. i'm like wow that's weird um there's a great uh uh i i just love again like the amazons is like amazon's fighting is so cool like when steppenwolf arrives and he's like he's like uh, uh i smell their fear and then the queen the queen says something like um uh what, oh man, she's like, uh, uh, Amazons, uh, show them what, show them their fear, and they're like, we have no fear, and they start fighting. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just like a really cool, like, hype moment, and like, man, four hours is a long time, but this is a movie I would like to see in theaters because this has the bombast and spectacle that the first one just doesn't have, like in spades. Like this feels like, like this is a competing. I think this is a competing movie, not in terms of quality, but in terms of superhero spectacle, like the Avengers. Like it has some truly epic shit happening, especially at the end. 
um, that just cut out of the movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff that happens around that. I think Dasad looks really good um, coming through the metal. I think that that I love translates his voice. really well. Yeah. I like his voice. Uh, it, it just it feels a lot better. Um, for sure. I think that the, the concept of hiding the mother boxes is more appropriately set up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's hard work put in rather than men just burying it in the woods immediately. There's like thought and pretense. And I everything. love that like uh, the Amazons and the Atlanteans try to destroy it with different means. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the Atlanteans use like a giant octopus to try to squeeze it and eat it and it doesn't work. I'm just like, yeah. that's just fun little scenes that didn't need to be there. I love it. Yeah. It's like they try, they try to destroy the mother boxes, and then they realize, well, we can't destroy them, so at least let's just make sure that no one can get to them. Mm -hmm. But I still, but yeah, it's um because there's there's this meme that was going around after the Snyder Cut came out. And they're like, Amazons, let's have a temple guarded twenty four seven. Atlanteans, let's also have a temple that's underwater guarded twenty four seven. Seven, man, let's just put it in the ground. Well, it's because men are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> um. um Let's talk about, I guess, the last character who gets the most uh, benefit. Benefit? The Flash. Um, I don't I don't like the Flash. This is this is the one thing that, that doesn't work for me in this movie. And it's and it's I, I don't think it's Ezra Miller because all the stuff with him being a superhero with the Flash is dope. Um, but all of his dialogue, I really just doesn't I just don't like it. It doesn't work for me. I don't find him funny. Um I could see why he could be charismatic to some people and like charming. I just don't think it works. I'm curious what you guys think. He's the one thing in this movie for me that's just like, ah, uh, that's, I hope it's not like that in the Flash movie. Okay. Um, the Flash, I don't, I, I think that the, for me, the Flash is middle of the road. Because the thing, the scene I keep thinking about about the Flash is his last scene about when he's like, when, when we see Darkseid come in. And he just like we gotta save that for the end. We gotta save that for the end because that's literally like that's like my favorite movie in the whole movie. Okay, but yeah. I, I but to be honest, I actually like um I actually I'm kind of indifferent on the Flash. If you, like, if you like him, that's fine. It's just like I didn't. I just all of the new dialogue compared to the Whedon cut. Like the Whedon mm -hmm. cuts better because there's less of him. I guess. Well, I think I think the Whedon cuts better because like. What, what I think is missing here, uh, one of the things I think Whedon did better was the, I like the idea of the the just save one mm -hmm. bit, yeah. where it feels like Barry is very new to this. It's mm -hmm. nice to have someone who feels very out of their element yes. as part of the team in trying to do this. And I thought with that, even though I kind of like the way that um, some of the Flash's action is translated no, I into the battle. Again, I no, love no, his action. I know, I'm, I'm, yeah. but the, the way his action is translated into that battle versus the first time with mm -hmm. the wing cut, I kind of like better. Mm -hmm. But the idea and the dialogue of him being new to this and not sure what to do, and Batman's like, just save one, mm -hmm. uh, and just start there, that being taken away kind of is is tantamount to why Barry just kind of feels like a nothing character. He feels more like what Cyborg did in the Whedon cut in yeah. this version. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just kind of there. He's not providing a lot. He's not very funny. Um, he's mostly there for, for his speedster powers, but he's not uh, engaging in a way that uh, I I find as as connectable as yeah. I did in, in Whedon's version. Again, like that, that idea of someone who feels... At, intimidated and out of their element felt really nice and was, was a great yeah, yeah. addition to Barry's character uh and uh makes 
makes the idea of doing a film where the team is so quickly coming together, I think sing just a little better because there is this kind of pushback of like, this is happening very fast, isn't it? At least there's one character who's doing that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready for this. This is wild. Um, and that's just robbed in this. And and it makes Barry feel kind of bleh yeah. as a character, even though his action beats are cool. Like his oh, yeah. powers are used well by Snyder. Oh yeah. But uh, he as a character is kind of, Meh. I agree. Uh, especially like uh, you know, there there was all this conversation. Ryan and I talked about this uh, when when we watched the Snyder Cut originally. But um, you know, there was all this like Ray Fisher has a lot of g- good reason to say the things he said about Joss Whedon and everything. But one of them has been uh, the cutting of um, is it, is it Kiersey Clemens? Yeah, Kiersey Clemens as Iris West, uh, showing his racism. Um, and I'm like that one. That that's just a scene that didn't need to be in this movie. Um, yeah. I, if you're cutting it down in time that's like the first scene i would say doesn't need to be in this movie it doesn't do a lot to tell me anything um i unless i'm this is like uh this is like um jimmy olsen in bvs like if i don't know that that's iris then it means nothing it's junk i i it's it's irrelevant and even then even knowing it's iris it's like what what are you telling me? Yeah. What is this? And it's, it's, it's just also up, just, really. and it's also just such a terribly stupid moment because it's this sl- overly slow motion, dumb hot dog throwing, See, overly, overly dramatic music I, I, bit. I honestly, so the 90% of the music choices in this movie are awful. Yes. There's but some, there some are some that I like, needle drops. but there are some truly mm-hmm. awful ones. I think the start of the scene when like the piano goes do 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 and he bursts out of his shoes and he does like the the finger that's all that's all beautiful i'm like oh shit this is awesome but then it starts getting to he's like touching her hair and he's like moving her and he's like grabbing hot dogs and i'm like this is weird yeah this is i feel awkward and um and i agree i'm like oh man we were building up the cool stuff and i'm like oh we're just gonna see more cool stuff later with the flash like this is unnecessary I guess it's trying to establish his character of like, oh, he's always running late and blah, blah, blah. But like, we get that when he talks to his dad as well. So uh, just an awkward scene. It's, it's, it's just like, it didn't, it, there, there are different ways to convey Barry. Uh, Again, the, the Barry with his, his abilities. Exactly. Yeah, it works. Uh, but like throwing an iris feels so superfluous. It's just a setup. Uh, it's, it's, it, and, and, but it's like set up for no one, uh, except for the nerds. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. It, yeah. Most, most mainstream audiences who would have gone and seen this again in, in the theater, theatrical version, they wouldn't have known that's Iris. Like, nobody would have, like, oh, she's important. Like, and even then, even in that context, like, it's just so weirdly framed. It's like, what, what is this? Like, like he just seems I, like a creeper. He seems like a creeper. <laughs> if I didn't know that was Iris beforehand, I would have never thought that was Iris West. The only reason we knew it was Iris because we're nerds who look at casting calls and stuff. Yeah, that's the only reason. I would just thought, oh, that's just some random girl that he has a bit of a crush on and he saves, and that's the end of that. Yeah, honestly, like if it wasn't her, it really wouldn't have mattered. He's like, he saved a, a girl and was awkward about it. Oh, let's talk about Batman. Batman's still cool. Uh, he's better in this movie because he's not he reshooted and Ben Affleck isn't a sad. Um, Ben Affleck actually, Ben Affleck, Batfleck uh, has a more of an arc in this movie as well. He's like, not that he didn't have it in the Wheaton Cup, but it's more like talked about in this one. Like he has to like, oh, I made a promise on his grave and I got to bring us together. And Lex Luthor is saying some weird shit and nobody believes me. And Wonder Woman is like, Lex Luthor's crazy. And then she gets a vision from Darkseid. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he definitely has better dialogue throughout this. Um, it's definitely 
one of those things where uh again like kind of looking at that like condensed version where maybe you'd made cyborg the central character and everything i think like most of ben affleck stuff would have stayed because right smartly so there's very little where he's by himself yeah he's almost always engaging with one of the league members um because he is basically operating as connective tissue yeah which i think works yeah to the film's uh uh benefit because you don't you don't need a lot of solo Batman in this movie um, or Bruce Wayne. You don't need that. Uh, we got an entire last movie. You've got, you've got, well, like, e- even if you didn't, even if you were a person who's just aware that Ben Affleck's playing Bruce Wayne Batman, you don't need the knowledge of BVS even. You could just come to this and be like, I understand Batman's role. True. Uh, yeah. we, this is like the last thing that needs exploration in this film is any more about Batman. I understand Batman. Yeah. Uh, and I think he rightly incorporated him as as just the the connecting piece amongst all the members um and constantly engaging with them rather than trying to do some kind of solo arc uh with him yeah i do agree with that um definitely the setup with him going to arthur in the beginning is much better and then the setup for the mother boxes and it's so much better it's unbelievable like there's again there's just there's just stuff cut that makes that original cut not make any sense like, he goes there, and Arthur Curry knows that he's Batman, he knows that he's Bruce Wayne. And they cut the part where he gives him the business cards and introduces him. And I'm like, that's that's literally five seconds of a movie, is introducing yourself with your business card so he knows who you are. Um, it's just little things that just, like, why make these choices? Um, man, those 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 girls singing and sniffing his sweater also weird yep weird choices yeah. that is the that is the second moment after barry saving iris that i'd be like that's just doesn't need just to be in this movie weird um i again yeah. like the start of the scene i like because like with the with the with the the singing and then like the choral i'm like the chorus i'm like oh this is kind of like haunting and cool but then it keeps going and then she sniffs a sweater and then it keeps going and i'm like Zach, I get you at four hours. I get it. This is definitely like the the, the other thing that happens with doing this four-hour cut is that Zack Snyder never had to kill his darlings. No. He never had to to wrestle with that idea at all. Yeah. Uh, And and that hurts this, this cut because, frankly, like, this didn't need to be reduced to two hours. This didn't need to be four hours either. It could have been a healthy three hour 15 even. Um, Honestly, cut a lot of the slow-mo. And cut a lot a of these extra of scenes. The oh, yeah. This is this is an excellent three-hour movie. If I had a better editing chops, like there's a three-hour movie here that I would watch over and over again for real. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that there is a stronger film in just minimizing certain ideas. Like you take you take that whole Barry Iris scene right out. That's fine. You just don't fan. need it. You just don't need it. Um, and a lot of the slow motion, like you said, there there are certain moments. Um, uh, right away cut. <laughs> I didn't want to jump to this right now, but uh, right away cut out the bit where Martian Manhunter is Martha Kent and just oh, in that scene of them talking. Ben, well, I want your facial. I want your facial reaction when you saw Martha Kent turn into Martian Manhunter. What 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 did you do in the in your seat? Uh, I was like, huh? <laughs> I yeah, definitely, I definitely like literally because I did this in a four in like a consistent sitting downstairs by myself late at night and i was taking notes as i went which is what i'm looking through i'm looking through all my notes because i took copious notes and i'm taking notes as i go and that that moment happened and i just written like what a great martha lois i literally wrote the note what a great martha lois scene this is much better than the the daily bugle scene the thirsty that, moment that happens mm-hmm. in in the ween cut this uh this feels like it's developed both the characters better i understand where they're both at in relation to the death of clark and everything and then she steps out and turns into martian manhunter and i literally just toss my phone is <laughs> <laughs> like you had even... okay the whole time when it was martha and lois i was like 
yes, this is some good stuff. This is a mother who lost her son, uh, a woman who lost the man that she loved. They had they had this great connection. They were bonding and they were talking. And it's like, this is this, this is good. This is some good stuff after as much as I hate the fact that they killed Superman in the end of Big Yes, it's like, this is some good fallout. This is them like dealing with the loss. And then she turns to Martian Manhunter. It's like, now it's ruined. The whole thing is ruined. It's like, it's, it's, God damn it. it yeah. It's, it's like, mm, you were this close, Zach. You were this it's, close. It still works for, it still works for Lois's Anne, but unfortunately, it does. It, it unfortunately, just, man. <laughs> well, again, like, it's another one of those things where I sit there and I'm like, I don't, like, what does this do? Other than like telling me Martian Manhunters here, like what does this do for the character stuff? Nothing. It, it did much more for it to have been Martha mm-hmm. than it does to tell me Martian Manhunter is in this. Is in this. He could have just not shown up until the end, and it would have worked just as well. Exactly. Like the only thing you're doing here, only the only thing you're doing here is letting me know. By the way, Martian Manhunter, also that dude from Man of Steel. Oh, right. Oh, right? while we're talking about, and you're like, Ugh. since we're talking about Martian Manhunter, let's just let's just talk about the end real quick, where he just shows up and he's like, oh, I'm gonna help you, Batman or whatever. Um, that's supposed to be Green Lantern. They shot the Green Lantern footage in Zack Snyder's uh, garage or whatever, and Warner Brothers would not let him put Green Lantern in the movie, so he made it Martian Manhunter instead. That was going to be John Stewart. There is footage of that that exists. So release the Snyder Snyder cut is what I'm saying. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, it's odd. It's just odd. Like it's cool that the Martian Manhunter is there. It. It doesn't make sense that it's this character who's existed for Man of Steel. Why would Martian Manhunter work for the U.S. government for 20 years? Very stupid. I don't care what you say. Um, I think he just likes that actor. Like that, I, honestly, I, I that's do too. All. I get yeah, it. no, I get it. Uh, you know, I think he he wanted that actor to be a bigger thing ever since he had him be the guy who came out and did the BVS announcement at Comic-Con. Yeah, you got there, man. But it, it Martian Manhunter, he doesn't feel right in that scene. I get, he could have shown up at the end. His CGI is really bad. Yeah. Um, the human, the human ears in his Martian form really throws me off. Uh, he yeah, he yeah. barely looks better than the uh, version of Martian Manhunter on Supergirl on the CW. And it's strange because I think he he definitely was the last thing to get done because most of the CGI in this movie is good. Like most mm-hmm. of it's pretty good. For, for the time constraints and whatever, and, like, working through the pandemic. Yeah, I would say he definitely looks the worst. He is definitely the one where, like, again, because if you, like, you can look it up, like, you can Actually, see the behind-the-scenes footage of... Some, of some of Cyborg shots still look really, oh, especially, really unfinished. Oh, especially the nightmare scenes. Yeah. Straight um, up looks uh, like... Yeah. Uh, and anytime they put the, the full face over, mm, yeah. that just doesn't... His uh, Iron Man... Cyborg's, I, I, I like Cyborg's character stuff better in this movie, but his CGI body still looks like shit. It was still... Yeah, it wasn't a good decision. Again, once we have Doom Patrol, man... Yeah, one of the things about Cyborg that I didn't like was like how they turned in like the Iron Man full face shield or the Iron Agreed. Man style. Uh, I think it looks, I think it looks really bad. And also, that's a good moment, like of of Victor flying into the air and like being really happy, and then they sh- and then they shut and his then they face shut down. his face down. I know it's Again. one of the few moments where I feel like Ray Fisher is getting to express something that is Victor and not the machine that Cyborg is becoming. Yes, and they they constantly close it off. This is one of my biggest problems with this film is that I'm like they always like run right up to the idea of Victor getting to like. I yeah. like the idea of what Victor's arc is supposed to be, but I do feel it's underexplored. I don't mm-hmm. think that they they make a full arc connection of like Victor wrestling with how much of me is man now inside of the machine. And it's hinted at, but it's not done. Yeah. And uh and especially like the the relationship with his dad. I I like the stuff related to his dad's sacrifice. However, I do feel like we kind of cut 
cut off a lot of what that relationship could have fostered between them. I don't think it fully got explored in this film in the way that it should have um, for a four hour cut. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the amount of cyborg development feels more appropriate to me for a two hour film, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I wish there was more. Yeah. Uh, it, it just doesn't go the extra mileage that I wish it did. And I, and it doesn't, it doesn't fully win me over on Ray Fisher's performance as cyborg still, even though I like him better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I desperately, desperately wanted them to connect with more. This is something I talked to you about in comparison to the weaning cut, even though I, I, I overall like the whole ending moment of this better in this version. Um, the idea of him expressing, and I'm not saying I want this exact moment, but I wanted this idea to be there. The idea of him, him expressing to Superman in the Whedon cut, um, uh, when they're pulling the boxes apart, and and he's saying, uh, and Superman's that. saying, "Cool," because uh, uh, I kind of like being alive. And Cyborg says, "So do I," which is supposed mm -hmm. to be a revelation for the character that, like, yes, I do actually want to keep doing this. I do want to be this thing I am now. That idea feels pretty pretty lost in the finale of this version. We do get, and it isn't fully earned, but like when he's in the nightmare world talking to the mother boxes, uh, and he's like, and the mother box is like, you won't have to be alone, or like you're broken, you can hang with your family, and he's like, I'm not lonely or broken or whatever, and like that's a nice moment, but it's it's not fully earned, right? But. Mm -hmm. But that finale is so bonkers and awesome to me that like it kind of works for me a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm talking more minutia of Cyborg's arc. Just like it, I wanted that idea to be expressed. Better. No, yeah, I wanted I, that yeah. arc to be there to be there more. Yeah, um, it's definitely an improvement. But again, you're comparing a nothing to a something. Oh yeah, uh, and it still could have been more. I wish it had been more, both for Ray Fisher's sake and just the the film itself. Let's can we talk about uh, the War Criminal Wonder Woman? <laughs> um. I want to talk about like real quick one of the weird lines that I had to rewind because I'm like, did I hear that right? Which is when she's doing the the hostage situation at the beginning of the film, and uh, she's got the guy on the on the lasso, yeah, and uh, he's he's stating stuff, and she says, "Boring. Why the hostages?" And I'm yeah. like, that's a weird Wonder Woman line. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it's good. I so I I like Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman. Um, I like. Because Wonder Woman in the comics, like, she, she she's not like Superman or Batman. She's a warrior. Not that they're not fighters, but she's a warrior and she's a killer. And that's what I've always liked about her. It's like, she, she's not willing to hold her punches. And that's something Zack Snyder doesn't, that's something he does. He doesn't hold her punches. I don't think, I don't think she needs to kill a guy by using her bracers and causing a million dollars worth of uh, uh, property damage. That's, but that made me laugh out loud because that is so stupid. Like, to, like, she takes out all these other dudes and then she destroys a building to save one guy. And then she talks to this little girl. You could be just like me one day, murdering men. <laughs> it's a weird moment. It is so weird, but I like it because for Wonder Woman, who is this, like, immortal goddess warrior, that works for me. Because, like, she sees this little girl and, like, oh, you want to be like me? I'm the best. You can be just like me one day. And it's, like, look behind you at the destruction. That works for me in this Zack Snyder universe. If this were, you know, Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman, like, where did that character go? But it's not. This is this is uh, punch you in the face, Zack Snyder. But I guess I, I guess that's a reasonable like debate of this is supposed to still be Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. He was still involved in that movie. That's he true. knew that these two things were tied to each other, and I don't see that. Yeah, like he didn't true. he didn't bring that across. Like this is not an Aquaman situation. No. She was established. He knew what she was, and uh, and some things feel a little a little. I, I hear what you're saying. When did Wonder Woman come out? Uh, it, it came out the same year that Justice League was going to come mm. out, but he was involved on both yeah, productions, yeah, yeah. so he he was overseeing. He knew what what she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that also we got Wonder Woman eighty four. So yeah, 
So like it's mm. so for this specific version of Wonder Woman, I I like it. She's she's aggressive in the ways that like she's not usually and i and i i appreciate it uh that probably has my like the dumbest slow motion moment i think which is when she tosses the bomb in the air oh yeah just like 30 seconds of her just (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's also like a five minute arrow shot so like you know he loves his excess um the action in this scene it's like it's better it's there's twice as much of it there's a sweet moment where she's like and i'm like why did you put that in the movie yeah it looks Mm -hmm. her actress looks a lot uh yeah, like uh, all the Wonder Woman action is always is still good. Um, I'm a believer. Murders a man. I think the idea of her, her investigating the arrow is is better. Yeah, I, I like that that pretense in this. Yeah. Um, oh, we get the flashback. We get that flashback. That's that's that was cool before, but now it's even better. Oh, now yeah, we got berries. <laughs> no, I love the flash or her. I don't want. I love her going like like Indiana Jones style, like going to the old. Uh, the ruins and finding the room and seeing the mural of dark side and everything. I was like, this is some good stuff. I yeah. this just seeing like the Wonder Woman stuff, like the fight scene, I do enjoy. I also have agree with Sparks. The whole slow-mo of her flying up is kind of dumb and, and silly. Um I don't have a, a whole lot of notes about Wonder Woman because a lot of the Wonder Woman stuff I really enjoyed. I had a blast with her. Oh, do you like her new uh pre pre-theme before her actual theme? Where it's like ha that's like that's like one of the few things I do like about Junkie XL's music in this film. He doesn't go by that anymore. His name's Tom something. He hasn't used Junkie XL in a long time. Well, that's his that's, name though. That's that's how they that's how they still credit him on his scores. So I don't know what to tell you. On this movie, his name's like Tom Holtzberg. Cool. Like, on the official soundtrack release, Junkie XL. On Justice League, <laughs> uh, at least on Godzilla vs Kong. So mm, I don't think so. Hold on. Do you like do you like the preamble, Ben? I did. Look it up. Right I did. There. Like even when we dig it there with the da na 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 na, but like the the uh, that before I was like it was like okay that that adds a nice touch to the to the theme song. Um, I don't know if we need two theme songs for one character, but like I liked it. I, I liked it too. Uh, I liked it. I I still I still feel a way that I felt when I was doing. Cool. I'm just I'm just letting you know. All right. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong still says Junkie Are you XL. Sure? Look it up. Last time I looked at it, yeah. All right. All right. Um, uh, let's talk about something else. <laughs> um, in the in terms of the flashback, I still feel like to anyone who's not like comic audience, uh, seeing the the flashback and Darkseid getting his butt kicked. Okay, I'm just saying you're so co- confident. <laughs> Everywhere still talks about him like he's Junkie XL, so I don't. I'm like saying him. it's like using his name that he doesn't use anymore. It's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, Darkseid in the flashback still seems like, uh, kind of a punk. Like I, I mm-hmm. think that it loses the gravitas of him in terms of the Justice League having to face him because he's. It's yeah. like here's an axe blow done. Darkseid just almost murdered. Like I, the end, so and there he goes. I've, I've been, I've been conflicted on this because like. This is thousands of years ago. You could do the thing where like he's not the dark side he is yet, but I'm not, I don't buy that. I do buy that all of the gods and all the people of Earth were able to come together, and Ares, the god of war, is able to slash him. I do buy that. I would buy that too. 
I just mm-hmm. feel like in the context of the visual that we see, mm-hmm. it's one axe blow gets oh, in, yeah, yeah. and and that's it. And it's like, dude, Steppenwolf is tougher in the end fight. Oh than that. yeah, and that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be afraid of Dark Side coming. Like it's it's gotta it, like. I wish there was more of Darkseid really putting up a good struggle with all those gods at once. It feels like this is one of those situations where, you know, you get the criticism in like a Dragon Ball Z fight where like, why aren't they all fighting the person at once? They all hold back. This should have been that. This should have been a whole pile on like the only way that they could damage Darkseid is with all these dudes like piling on him Mm -hmm. uh, and getting in their blows. Um, Like that, that would have made it feel more impactful. It's the fact that it's just this one, like got that ax and oh man, there he goes. He's down. That is a good point. (laughs) Gets gets dragged off into the ship. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be afraid of that. Especially like, especially if you're a fan of the comics, you know, you know what he's capable of. But if you're just a person watching this and like, this is the Thanos. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, that Thanos got taken out by the guy who got beat up in Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what i mean is that like in the context of, of people who aren't comic dorks mm-hmm. it's hard to find dark side intimidating i after guess that it's true but also i think this is like supposed to be like the first time he's ever been defeated so like it's him like checking himself i get you it's like, again like you can you can totally like justify and everything visually what what you are told is like see how see that guy that guy that's yeah. that's that again like in the same film, you will watch the Justice League have a tougher time taking down Steppenwolf that's comparatively true. in the action of visuals. Yeah, that's true. And that makes Darkseid seem less intimidating. No, yeah, that's right. True. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I, but otherwise, I think the flashback sequence is really cool. Uh, that's just the one thing where I go, oh, he just he just kind of seems like a punk now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a it's a different Green Lantern than the one from the first from Whedon's, right? It's not like a monkey man. I don't remember. He definitely doesn't have a cape, I don't think. I mean, I think the design is slightly different, but more or less the the alien is the okay. same, um, um, or at least the same idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just love seeing Greek gods everywhere. I think that's great. I love big Zeus with his big muscles. I love I love a Zeus that's not just an old uh, an old like uh, white haired gray man. Like I mm-hmm. love when it's like a big young like this dude's like a bodybuilder. Uh, I think that's great. Um, let's see. Is there any justice? Oh, Aquaman. Aquaman's in this movie. He's 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 fine. He's good. Boy, am I glad that we abandoned that that talking water bubble idea. Oh my god, yeah, it looks oh, really man. bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like when I, I I specifically we get to the scene where Willem Dafoe's character shows up, Volko, and he's got that ugly ass armor, and uh, and they have the conversation in the talking bubble, and I'm like, oh man, this I am so glad that James Wan didn't have to follow suit with this. Yeah, I the whole concept of Atlantis is so clearly different because like we don't have the the concept of uh, high class and lower class and lower class not being able to breathe on land. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is some, ow, there is some nice, like, nice, I use the word, just like setup of the Aquaman movie where they're like, they're talking about like, oh, oh, you're King Orm, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing the set, the setting up and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, there's not much Aquaman, so I guess that's cool. Um, what else? What else? We talked about all the Justice League. Is that all those guys? Um. Uh... We're missing one, but he just hasn't shown up in the. In, he's only at the very end of the movie, and that's like my biggest criticism. So we want to talk. Wait for that. Oh, end. I forgot about Superman. Because <laughs> he's a. He's because he's not in point. Because he's not in the movie. Just like okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Superman, like um, he's he's in it as much as the last one, but he's better in the last one. So like, I, don't yeah, know. I think he's, he might be in it a little less actually. You think so? I think I, so. There's, way, there's a lot more farm stuff. There's a couple more minutes of farm stuff for sure. Uh, that's that's true. Um, but you lose all the like uh, uh, saving the building and oh, that's true. Um, the opening with the the phone interview and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
it might it might be about even, but I feel like there's more substance certainly in the Whedon one than there is here uh, for Superman. Yeah, um, specifically. Yeah. yeah uh, I would, would you would we call it substance or just we're just finally getting what we want? Because I, like I don't know if like I don't think it's like look, the best thing ever. Rewatching it, it's just him saying I love it. I'm a big fan of justice. Like no 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 okay like. I will always defend that the Whedon cut, the opening is one of my favorite things because it makes me believe the premise of this film that no matter what they do in this movie, they can't make me believe if I watch BVS, which is that the world gives a shit that Superman died. Mm -hmm. uh, and that interview where it's talking to Superman and it, and it employs this idea of him as a present heroic figure who mm -hmm. gave a shit about humanity mm -hmm. and people really liked him and connected with him. That simple moment makes everything that followed in the Whedon cut feel like, yeah, you're right, man, the world really is missing Superman. And that being absent from this movie still makes that a hard sell for me. Mm. Uh, like I don't, that, that is substance. That is this idea that like, it matters to everyone that Superman is gone. And I'm still, when I come to this one, because the, the context is BBS, I'm like, dude, who cares? Yeah. Like you, none of you cared. Two months ago, nobody nobody gave a shit. Like like that's a really hard sell. Yeah, mm -hmm. I guess I uh, that's all right. I guess just one minute of footage isn't gonna correct an entire BVS for me. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. even that one thing isn't gonna help me. So like the subject of Superman is kind of it's almost like a lost cause in either case because like it's or the failures at the get go. I mean I agree. So like again like he is better in the Wing Cup, but also like putting like. It's not like that dialogue is like golden. It's just him saying more Superman things than he's ever said before, mm -hmm. um, and which is kind of a bummer, I guess, when you have to when we're looking at it that way. Um, yeah. But hey, man, he's still like punching dudes and lasering horns and stuff. He's got know. good action. Yeah, still good action. He's a good puncher. Good action, but my one well, my big concerning the superheroes in this movie, Superman is my biggest criticism because. This is more Zack Snyder Superman, where he's all like mean, beating the crap out of people, and just and it's just like, huh. like, well, what, I like, wouldn't what say mean. Mean. he just well, he, he's more aggressive. Yeah, yeah, he's very, he's very much. This is very much. Um, I could easily see this Superman turn into like the nightmare Superman that we see at the very end of the movie, or in, in, even in the scenes of BBS where he's like a dictator or in a slave to Dark Side. It's like. This part I could easily see, whereas in the weeding cut, that's like that's Superman. That's like I'm here to save people. I'm here to help. And he, if he can throw a little one-liner here and there, okay, sure, go for it. But I mean, that's 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 pretty much the the thing is what you're hitting right on the head there is that this was always what Snyder wanted was a Superman who was going to go evil. Um, that's that's why Superman is the way he is in the previous films. Like this was always a Superman who was going to fail to stay uh, on the straight and narrow path because he was going to kill Lois. Like that clearly was always the plan. Um, and so he was building a Superman who would who would feel appropriate to that. And I guess he succeeds because that is what it feels like. This which also just feels foreign to Superman. I mean, it, like it's, it's dumb to say because it's what everybody said, but it, it, he just made injustice Superman. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's all he was ever doing. He was just making injustice Superman. So yeah. everyone's saying like, he's not like the main Superman in the comics. You are correct. He's not because he was doing mm -hmm. an injustice version of Superman. That's what it always was. That's what it clearly is for better and for worse. I wish. Like when, like when I, he I shows up to injustice. Like when he shows up to fight dark, oh, dark side, when he shows up to fight Steppenwolf and he goes, he goes, Nah, impressed. 
And then he just continues to beat the crap. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, it just fine. I mean, yeah, it was fine, but it was just seeing the See, different Superman and seeing that that is like Superman nailed, even though the rest of the movie didn't nail it, they nailed Superman. This movie nails everything else, but it does not nail down Superman. Yeah. And also, just this is just a me thing. I just don't like the black suit. I don't like that. Okay. That's now his his new suit. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. That's fine. Uh, it it's it's very clearly just you know this happened in the comics. Therefore, here it is. But like I I wish that it if they're gonna do it, I wish it at least looked not like the exact same suit, but colored black. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish that they did some more design that actually referenced the, the way it looks in the comics. Um, mm-hmm. I wish there was some kind of thematic or character feeling reason that I could gauge on why Superman chooses that suit, but there's nothing there. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you, Ben. I don't, I don't care for the black suit. It feels completely just like, cause comic. Yeah. Well, even then we saw the black suit in Man of Steel when he was in the dream sequence with Zod. And then it's like, hey, we're going to put the black suit in, in Justice League. And it's like, cool, but he only wears a black suit once. He only wears yeah. it because the black suit helps him absorb more radiation. Then he's back to his regular suit at the very end of the book. But, of course, at the very end of the movie where you see him in the trench coat and he does the Superman reveal, it's still the black suit. It's like, mm, that's mm, okay. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Suits have not been... He's chosen suits in dumb ways. Like it was, in, it was in a capsule before, just like this one was. Like his suits, I don't. Know, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, but besides that, I thought I was gonna hate Dark Side in this movie. I actually kind of dig him. I think Dark Side yeah. is pretty cool in this movie. Yeah, I, I think, I think, um, obviously, like the CGI is in a Thanos level because these dudes were making this during the pandemic. But it looks pretty good. I think the voice is good. The guy who's doing the voice is pretty mm-hmm. intimidating. Um, it's it's a shame because like Darkseid is really cool, and and there is a world where like we could build up to him like after this is established. Uh, yeah. But now, unfortunately, that New Gods movie is gone, uh, and Darkseid is probably just going to stay away for a long, long time until they can reboot him in like ten years or something, which is a shame. But at least, at least. Zack Snyder got to do like, hey, this is what my idea was going to be. Here's what he looks like. And looks good. Mm-hmm. Big old granny goodness. I love a big old mean lady. Love it. <laughs> Sorry for two seconds. Made me happy. Um, just looking at some Superman notes here. Uh, I like the conversation between Superman and Alfred. However, I'm kind of baffled that Superman can't just figure out where they are. Yeah. yeah. He hears <laughs> around the world. Because he's Superman. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, where'd they go? Where's the fight? <laughs> Why would he go to Batman's house? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a little weird. It's a it's a fine scene, but it's a little strange. Um, I, also- I think the farm dialogue is better because, um, like in the in the Whedon cut, like again, like when you have only the Whedon cut, it's fine. But she's like, "Oh, you smell good." And he's like, "Did I not before?" I'm like, "That's a silly. That's that, silly." That's and then it's so much better when when in this one, he's like, "Oh, you spoke. Did I not speak before?" I think that's just a more natural. Like it just sounds better. I think the stuff with him and his mom on the farm is so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his gradual. Rec- recollections that are happening there's that moment where he's like staring out the, the window, window yeah, yeah uh is is better um i kind of miss the implication in the theatrical cut that like i like the setup of lois going to the memorial every day uh i think that's that's a fine character thing um real weird how they threw the pregnancy test thing in um <laughs> super bizarre uh bizarre. but but i do think like that's a good setup for her but i kind of do miss bruce 
having planned for her to be there to yeah, come I agree. down, I do which was in the theatrical cut, and she just happens to be there and happens to to prevent things from going worse. It's so more like, coincidental. Ah. Because, because it just, it, like, that did say something a little more about Bruce, about him being thoughtful. Yes. It also kind of did hint to him at least being somewhat aware of Barry's message from BVS, mm-hmm. um, which in this one he references, but again, took no action on. Yeah, no, no I agree with that. Um, and then and then again, like that awesome scene where Superman fights the league. Uh, longer, longer in this cut, uh, a little more, a little more action. Um, Wonder Woman has a, a, a slightly better Kal-El, no! <laughs> Still bad though. <laughs> still good, but not as bad. Not as bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, Superman taking on the Flash is still, still great. God, that that is like that will forever. Like whatever you think about like this movie, either version, like that moment where Superman turns his head to see the Flash running super fast. It's comic like, gold. That is that is that is yeah that is comic gold. Like that is mm-hmm. such a beautiful, awesome scene. That is that is such a great part where he just like turns and sees the Flash, and Flash is like, uh oh. And he does like the oh with the stupid yeah. run. Yeah, you're right. That run is just. Just what, why? When you're developing it, why? Why? How does this make you run fast? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just looks. It just looks silly. Um, can we talk about the the very end scene when Darkseid does show up on Earth and vaporizes everything? Oh my god. Okay, so before we get to that, uh, so the last hour is an action scene. Like the last mm-hmm. sh- the last yeah, part, I talk about that. The last part is just a giant action scene, which blows my mind that the final action scene is like half the length of the original movie. That just boggles my mind how much action is in this last part of the movie. It's so cool, it's so sick. Um it looks even though Zack Snyder has a weird color palette, this color palette looks better than the weird red shit that Ween was doing yeah. in the in the in the original cut. No, I, I took this note. Um I, I definitely prefer no red sky for this fight and somehow snyder provides better color contrast here which you rarely say about yeah. snyder by mm-hmm. not having that red sky and things things actually pop out more and i'm yeah. like wow that's that's exceptionally cool yeah. um uh bruce's assault on the tower is extended really well um i think that 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 whole plan feels more batman-y mm-hmm. uh the riding overline from victor is different and it has more personality than uh, for when he catches Aquaman than it did in the Whedon cut. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> man, Aquaman still just gets constantly tossed to the side in all the group fights. That happens in both <laughs> versions. My man. I feel bad for him. I always forget that he's he does the Jean Grey move from X2 to stop all the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My man. Uh, but he definitely has a better dynamic with Diana keeping Steppenwolf away from Cyborg. Um, while Barry is charging up. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Aquaman has the great line that's not in the original. Uh, I keep saying original, but you know what I mean. Um, where um, is it? Is he talking to Flash or is he talking to Diana? It was like, uh, uh, I thought you didn't care about us. And then Arthur's like, I never said I didn't care. And I'm like, oh, that's just a nice little character. Yeah, moment. I think that's at the. Uh, yeah. Is that is that when they're doing the grave digging and he's talking to Diana? Yes, I think he might be like, yeah, when they're hanging out while yeah, grave yeah. robbing is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so the grave robbing is still in this movie. I yeah. thought that might, that might have been a Whedon thing. Nope, that's a Snyder thing, and they double down on the grave robbing, and everyone's there. Everyone's Man, there. Yeah, but only two of them are working. But only two of them are working! <laughs> but there is better dialogue between yeah. Arthur and Diana there. Like, that, the, the dialogue in that scene is better. It's just it's um, so funny It's just me. still weird. Wonder yes. Woman can literally rip that thing up in, like, a second. Um, yeah. The gray rob- I don't know which gray robin is because I like the the um how fl- uh, how Barry and Victor are like yeah we're the accents because they are the accents I can I like that dialogue between them but also I remember watching the gray robin scene and actually liking the back and forth between 
Diana and Aquaman. I thought that was really good because in, fir- in the first in the first cut, it felt Aqu- Aquaman was just like, no, screw all y'all. And then he's like, mm, okay, maybe I should care. And in this one, it's like, no, I, I, I was like, no, I do. It's just I like doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Arthur also has a really good empathetic moment with Victor after Silas kills himself oh, uh, yeah. to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty good. I think the 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 scene itself of of when Silas dies, I think it's a really good moment. And it's again, mm-hmm. it's another. It, it doesn't fully pay off. Yeah, but like I just think it, I think just watching the scene and the in like the no and like all that that works that works for me. Uh, yeah, I, at first, at first, when it starts, I thought he was just dying to have a sacrifice, yes. and then, and then it's revealed that like he's making it so that they can track where he goes, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, that's cool. I just wish that there had been a little bit more done with their relationship before they killed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but I agree. Like, overall, the, the 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 execution and and idea of it is is pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, one thing I will give about the weeding cut is that at the end of that movie, you do see when Silas is alive. And you also see him, oh, yeah. like, shift Cyborg's armor so you get, like, the more recognizable Cyborg armor in mm-hmm. a way. But in this movie, I'm bummed that Silas killed himself, but I do like his sacrifice, and I do like how um, he looks to Victor, and then Victor fixes the tape and listens to his dad talk. Yeah, I like that, too. and Because, like, he breaks the tape. He's like, you know, I said that to you as a scientist, but as a father, and then he breaks the tape. And then yeah. he's using techno magic to rewind time or whatever. <laughs> so again another thing about cyborg is like cyborg goes from like being in the first movie to being just like a robot man to in this version being the most powerful person on the planet because that dude he has the tip of the tip of the iceberg in terms of powers he can launch all the nuclear codes in a second he can rob everyone of all their money and i'm like holy shit this dude's like the strongest hero on the planet right and i'm like i guess we'll find never find out i love how he gives that one lady a bunch of money (laughs) <laughs> she wins the lottery and uh, a great thing somebody said is like oh man she's gonna have to explain that to her tax guy isn't she <laughs> um speaking of speaking of like cyborg and his dad's relationship um i i do kind of miss uh the the idea of him confronting his dad about how his body is changing um that was in the theatrical cut where he he shows him the rockets and he says i couldn't do that yesterday yeah uh i i do kind of miss that idea of like you know this thing you did to me is is going far past what either of us think it's doing yeah they're uh, definitely because i i do like all the stuff of him exploring his powers solo but there definitely could have been a little more of that stuff with his dad like yeah. look, look what you turned me yeah. into yeah. yeah um oh uh ryan Choi's in this movie the second the second adam He's in the movie for a couple minutes. That's cute. Uh, that's a shame that that character just doesn't exist in this universe anymore. Yeah, that's a bummer. Oh, Ryan Choi, he's, he's just he's just like a, the scientist uh, uh, helper guy. Yeah. You know, I was just wondering who that was. All right. Yeah, that's um um who's the Adam? What's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, Roy Roy Ray nope. Palmer. Ray Palmer. He's Ray Palmer's assistant. Yeah. Oh. He becomes like okay. he becomes the legacy Adam. Basically. We we met him in uh, Crisis too, and he was about as impactful there as he is here. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to do, but it's just it's just nice to see. Oh, look, they were they're trying to bring more characters in. That yeah. that felt more like an appropriate like ah for things than Iris. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like I I I at least feel like okay, you can like you can get the things out mm-hmm. of it. That felt more like kind of, not to do one for one comparison, but more like an MCU kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Um he was like a um, like a like a Joaquin in um Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like like yeah. like oh here's this guy yeah 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 can show up later yes yes exactly Torres excuse me yeah um so I guess as we can we can get to the big bad uh, uh apocalypse explosion now Ben because I'll mm-hmm. tell you. 
this is my favorite part of the movie. Um, I, I, I really, I really like this flash scene. The dialogue is so hokey. Oh, that's what you're talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, gotcha. What do you think I was talking about? I thought you were talking about the nightmare stuff. No. <laughs> okay. no. No, 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 no. I was like, what joke are you running? No, 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 no. So uh, Barry has to uh, run fast enough to collect enough speed or enough speed force to trigger the mother boxes. Um, and he doesn't do it in time because he gets shot. And then the world ends. They lose. The Justice League loses. And the Flash enters the speed force at right before he dies. Um this next like four minutes is I'm not exaggerating for me. Some of my favorite superhero stuff I've seen in a movie in my entire life. I, the dialogue is so hokey that if I were reading it in a comic book, it would work for me. Um, Cause like, I don't like the flash, but it's stuff like like, dad, I am one of the best of the best, you know, write your own future, write your own past mm-hmm. for a time travel thing. It works. I think the special effects are amazing. I think, I think this is the best music junkie XL maybe has ever made uh, at the speed of force. This theme song I've listened to it countless times since this movie's come out um for me personally like this scene like makes the movie for me and it's only a little bit i think it is if this is what Zack snyder's capable of this scene alone makes me wish he could do more i yeah. I, I adored it i also like how barry acknowledges that i can go so fast that i can break the time barrier but that's my one rule i'm not gonna break it and then he sees the impending explosion coming at him and he goes Barry, you got to break your one rule and you got to break it now. And then he charges up and he just starts running and he, and all these stuffs. And yeah, I mean, the way he runs, I'm still not the biggest fan of, but the rest of the scene and you, and you slow, this is one of the times where I feel like the slow-mo works very well. Um, well sure. Another, another criticism in this movie, way too much slow-mo, but this is one of the parts where the slow-mo works, like where you see Superman's skeleton, in his hand, like reform when, when Barry is running and he activates the mother boxes and closes the portal to, and destroys the mother boxes. That is some really good imagery. Um, him like listening to his dad's, his dad talking to him again. That was, you're right. That is some really good stuff. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is actually pretty damn good. I actually really enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I think, I think like the only amount where it's like at all hampered for me is just, not liking Barry much yeah in the yeah. in the rest of the film before it oh, yeah. I'm like man I wish I wish I I I wasn't feeling so held back on a complete hell yeah for you that I that I kind of am. I agree like it's yeah. a really incredible moment. Um it definitely just is like damn it I wish that you were developed better in the, I can't in the lead even, up to like this. I can't even imagine if like I actually like the flash. Like I probably would have cried like no joke. Like yeah. I think the mm-hmm. I think the the movie making elements of it are so strong and the music specifically that without the music it wouldn't work. But like it just everything pops so hard. I just I kind of don't care about the person who it's involved with. But everything is working so hard. Um mm-hmm. man that score is so good especially when it's like pumping in your ears you guys. Like it is it is again I wish I could have seen this on the big screen because it is it is superheroics at its best. I think I think a nice comparison that I'm I'm thinking of right now is that like it feels like it should it should hit me the way that uh Peter and the Guardians grabbing the stone at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh hits. yeah, yeah. But it just doesn't because I'm not connected quite enough to the character, and I'm like I get that's what yeah. this should be, but I'm not there. Hundred percent, yeah. Because <laughs> that moment slaps yeah. in Guardians, mm-hmm. and I'm Guardians, like, this, bitch. this is this is what I should be feeling. I should be feeling yeah. that exact like. Oh damn! Like damn! Yeah. <laughs> but it's just falls short. Of yeah, that, and that's a bummer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Goofy. Yeah, this Goofy Flash. I'm not the biggest fan, but man, he. 
Oh yeah, the, the scene when they have to go rescue the hostages and the Flash does like his like z- zip around on top of all of them, like while the, like rubble is falling. Yeah, yeah. And it's like doo 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 I'm like, this yeah, is sick. This is sick. Really I love, great action. Fan. I love the Flash, and this makes me so excited. It's like if this is how they they represent the Flash's superpowers, uh, change the color, of course. Uh, it's gonna be incredible, incredible. Like Zack Snyder, uh, for all his faults, has found a way to make super super speed look insanely cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, and then the end, and then nightmare stuff happens. Oopie Uh, they violently kill Steppenwolf. I love it. Oh my god, I cheered when I watched this live with the downright annoyed crew. Um, so yeah, um, Superman punches Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, and then Wonder Woman chops his head off, and then he goes in the portal, and Darkseid steps on his head, and they just have a stare down with him. Dude, that is so sick. Like that is a that is like a comic book splash page if I've ever seen one. Like, oh yeah. man. Doesn't like yeah. Superman like heat vision his horn off? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, heat vision, he like he cuts Devil's uh, horn off. Then Wonder Woman comes in with a sword, chops the head off, kicks it in. Darkseid just like looks at it, looks at them. Portal closes, and then decides like, "Told you." He's like, "Yeah, you did." I was like, "I, love, I, I, was I love thinking, that, like, man." I was thinking, like, Desad, are you gonna die right now because you're telling your Lord and Master you told you told you told him so? I definitely thought that, uh, I, and I love it. The dark side's like, no, I'm a, no, you're right. I I was a bitch. I get it. No, I'm. <laughs> but I also I guess we'll have, <laughs> I have to do it the old ways. You have to go yeah, across a million like, miles of space. It's like we shall use the old ways. I'm like, all right, this is okay. So that's just that just means genocide across the universe. Just a slow annihilation wave. Um, that's cool. I'm into it, you know, again. You know what? It could be, like, we'll, we're not going to get anything from this ever again. But, like, mm-hmm. if they wanted to, they could do, like, a Thanos approach of, like, yo, Darkseid's coming. We don't know when he's coming, but, like, we know he's coming. And then the second like, 10 years, they can do something with him. Because, yeah. like, I think this is this is a good Avengers-level-esque buildup. It's not as good as the Avengers, obviously. But, like, yo, this is your villain who you're setting up. We actually get to see him instead of just, like, a turn like Thanos was. Like, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's a good setup. Uh, I wish the movie would have ended here instead of the next fifteen minutes with the nightmare sequence. Mm. But that's but that's that's how we that's how it is. Mm. Let's talk about, talk about let's talk about uh, reach arounds and Batman. Um, I think like the thing that gets me the most about the whole nightmare sequence is that it's the thing he went out of his way to film. It's the only new footage, that and he I'm shot. like, this is trash. Like this just shouldn't be here. Uh, this is this is one hundred percent the most like kill your darling, my man. Like, yeah. like, holy god! It's I'm off two minds of it. One, it's awful. Uh, two, it's it, it is it is cool. It is nice. Like in 2021, he was able to get like Ben Affleck and, and Joe Manganiello and Amber Heard all of them together because like these are people who liked working on this project and they like Zack Snyder. So there's a part of me that's like that's really cool that like four years later we can still get a team together to make art, right? But then also it's like joker talking about reach arounds and it's just like what's the point what's what's the point um i didn't hate the scene i just find it so unnecessarily uh unnecessary especially because like if this was your finale and like this is the thing you wanted to end on is like just more of the future that's not going to happen uh, it's just it's just odd deathstroke looks cool i love a big mohawk but like I don't get it. It definitely it definitely feels like just a a kind of like victory lap ego stroking of like this is the thing I would have made everybody. This is where I was going, and yeah. I'm like, cool. I did. I never liked that idea. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm already out. Um, I 
I'm all for wanting Jared Leto to be able to really like give what he can to Joker. Yeah. Uh, I might chalk it up to like lack of rehearsal time or whatever. This interpretation of Joker, I know a lot of people have liked. I think he looks no different than any fan film I've ever seen of the Joker where someone's just doing cosplay and doing a monologue from the comics. And I'm like, this feels that level of performance where I'm like, yeah, fine. Uh, I don't feel like you're doing anything innovative or, or cool or unique. Uh, Your Joker feels like the, the exact edgelord standard expectation of what the Joker is like. The only thing that like, that's like really, I think not the only thing, but what's really working for fans who want to see this is it's the first time Batman and Joker get to interact, right? Or this, this incarnation. Uh-huh. Like for a lot of people, that's a big deal. Um, for some people, them interacting is all you need and it's good. And that's a that's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I think the dialogue's very bad. Yes. But there's, there is something for me about just Ben Affleck talking about Dead Robin that I'm like, I, I want I want more of this. I mean, I ben, like this. I mean, Ben Affleck's the good side of that conversation. Yes, like the dialogue's still not good, but Ben yeah. Affleck's Batman is the only part of that relationship dynamic I'm interested in because I was interested in seeing Jared Leto's Joker, but this performance is trash. This performance yeah. is terrible, like absolutely terrible. It's it's hokey. It's drawn out in a like really cheesy, gross way. I don't care and for there's it, a, there's, and I'm happy to never see yeah. any more of it. And there's a there's a part. Um, where I think Batman talks about like killing Harley Quinn and there's like literally like a 30 second pause he where it's just the Joker like in the sunlight and like being it's being artsy. And I'm like, nah, Zach, no, he, he, no, uh, Zach, no. he's like telling the Joker that he's going to kill him. Like he promised Harley Quinn when she was dying in his arms, he would. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and then there's like a long pause. Cool. Yeah. Uh, cool. Batman got to say the F word. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, like, I like, I like Manginella's Mohawk though. Yeah. That's man, that is really that is really <laughs> God talk about positives. Joe Manganiello is really cool, and that's a dude who just really wants to be Deathstroke. And I, I hope like a Ryan Reynolds situation, he'll get to actually play Deathstroke one day because I yeah. think that is really really good casting. That dude rules. Um, I, I, I loved. I was excited to see him as, as Deathstroke again, even though. So I was really bummed. One of the things that I would have liked to see out of like the ending parts of this movie was when. Now we we all we still don't like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, but I actually kind of liked him when when Deathstroke oh, shows up. He's like, here's a, for "Here's a gift for you." Batman is Bruce Wayne, and then and then Deathstroke goes, "Well, I'll I changed my mind. I'm gonna have a drink with you then. That is something to drink about." Because I'm like, that would have been so good for the next uh, uh Ben Affleck Batman movie. It's like yeah. Deathstroke coming is like, "I know you're Bruce Wayne, bitch," and then just and like. What's funny is like that's that wasn't like a reshot scene. That's just like an alternate version of a scene they shot in 2017. Because like mm-hmm. it's they're wearing the same stuff, and it's not like they brought Lex, uh, Jesse Eisenberg back and shaved his head or anything. Like no. that's just right. a different cut, and right. that's a better version just the of the one we got. Cut. Yeah, and I'm like, it's man, a, what we got of him saying, Should, "Don't we deserve a league of our own?" It's like, oh my god, Legion yeah, that's, I get it. Like, I don't, I didn't like that. I'm a bigger fan of this one. But him saying that, hey, Batman's Bruce Wayne. And then it's and then Deathstroke going, oh, I can work with this. And like, man, I would love to see that new Batman movie. I would yeah, love that. And then yeah, we got to nightmare. Stuff. No, and then we got to like the actual nightmare, nightmare stuff. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this is this not the future we're not going to get anymore, or is this still what we're supposed to do? Because if this is what he wanted to do in the long game, I was not. I do not want to see that. 
so the, the I'm, I, I really don't want to get into it too much because I don't care. But I, 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 but I did research enough just into the nightmare stuff just to see like where is he going? What is he doing? All the nightmare sequences that we've seen, they're not in order. Mm-hmm. The scene that we got with 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 Deathstroke and Amber Heard, that's in the middle of the nightmare scenario, and the stuff from BVS, that's near the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there. It's just he's slowly trying to piece together what the future's like timeline would be throughout all the movies, and that's just not a way you do it. I just don't. I, I well, and he also said that like his part two was going to be mostly the nightmare. Good. No. It doesn't. I don't need any more of it. Is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it also it it just gets weird. Like, this was always one of my biggest problems with BBS was that it's a dream, but it's not a dream. Yeah. And then he wakes up from the dream, and Barry was there. And then he wakes up from another dream, but Barry was actually there because the papers are flying. And I'm like, that this is make- all stupid, and it makes no sense. Yeah. And he does nothing with that knowledge. And, uh, and then he and then he wakes up from this dream, and here comes Martian Manhunter. <laughs> right and i mean like it's all just serving a purpose of like you know lois gets killed so superman goes bad and they have to do the thing to eventually make barry go back in time and change it again yeah i guess yeah no, that, that is it. Uh, that's like it. and that's and and i so okay so the i night, don't even know like what value that story holds <laughs> it's just him wanting to tell a cool edgy story so yeah like the yeah. nightmare the nightmare story is like them there's there's they're working on a cosmic treadmill in in a city right and like they're doing missions right. to try to build it to send barry back in time which is what we saw in bvs that's what it's leading up to uh mm. i if uh restore the cyberverse whatever i don't need any more nightmare stuff um martian manhunter shows up at the end you guys supposed to be john stewart either way it's still whatever um what, what does he say he's like i'm 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 watching out for you batman i'm here to help you goodbye yeah who uh, are you that was that was before the nightmare yeah sorry right, um right, right. yeah because because Man, it's like it's like farting before you leave the room because like I was I was pretty in a pretty good place overall with Snyder Cut. And then yeah. we end on this like 15 to 20 minute epilogue uh, of the nightmare stuff. And it's it's just the most like jerking yourself off kind of thing. No, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it, it just like it feels like because of the circumstances that they filmed. it. I think he said recently that he filmed Leto in his driveway for it. Oh, uh, the same way he did John Stewart? Cool. He, that that uh, that this is, you know, it, it just feels like a student film tacked on in like the worst way. Uh, so poorly thought out. So, so much not providing anything uh, uh, to the characters, to the story. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's something we're never going to follow up on. So why do we care? Um, it, it is so bizarre. It's such a bizarre, like, uh, and, and I, it feels like him just trying to kind of put up a, a middle finger on what people aren't going to have. Like the people who, who don't want it. He's like, this is the thing it would have been or, or whatever. Um, because he's been increasingly antagonistic towards, uh, Warner brothers in his comments lately, like saying that they've been uh, aggressively anti him, uh, with their DC conversation, which is interesting to see, but the, it, 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 yeah, it just feels like the, the, everything about it was kind of like a nice exploration of a director's vision up mm-hmm. to that point. And then it's like, and if if that's where like a lot of the millions of dollars went to just reshoot like or not reshoot to shoot that new stuff at the end not worth it put it on cyborgs cgi maybe instead like i don't know um real quick um there was a like a nightmare sequence like uh uh when superman goes bad and like a dark side comes. yeah the uh, vision uh the vision that cyborg has yeah dark side. um yeah. we, we get to see some omega beams for a little bit i like omega beams a lot yep. they go bing 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 yep. bong i we think see, it's cool you see a dead kilowog you do see that kill log. Yes, you're right. I knew it. Yeah. 
Um, you see Dead Kill Hog. You see you just you see destroyed Hall of Justice. You see mm-hmm. Superman holding Lois's skeleton and kneel, kneeling and feeling. Oh, God, I um, the Ben, did you know that the scene where Superman's kneeling over and Darkseid puts his hand on his shoulder? That's a scene from Man of Steel. That's right after he kills Zod. After he kills Zod, he's like, uh, they reshot, they reuse that footage. Uh, it looks fine. Like, it doesn't look bad. Uh, but you can definitely tell it's a much younger Henry Cavill. Mm. Uh, but it's like, it's, it's, the CGI is, for the most part, pretty good for a movie that was made in a pandemic. Yeah. Again, like, which is really, really fascinating. Um, yeah. Man, at the end of the day, you guys, I, you know, this fake nerd podcast, we, when it was announced about the Snyder Cut, like, we were all fairly negative. Like, we, we don't need it. Um, now that we're here, I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty positive on it, and I yeah. and I almost feel bad because I know I was pretty negative, and I got I got nicer o- over the time, but like I remember being just like so anti this, and now that it's here, I'm like, man, this is pretty good. <laughs> I I I think it is uh, better than the theatrical version, and I do th- overall, yeah, and I do think that it it is cool to see. I still stand by like things that we were saying in the beginning, which is that I think this sets a a not great precedent mm-hmm. for rewarding toxicity, toxic, toxic behavior oh, yeah. and demanding mm-hmm. things like this, uh, demanding what people expect of their, their films to do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool in the sense that Snyder gets to finish a vision that, that he was taken away from yeah. um, due to family tragedy. But uh, uh, the idea of ballooning the budget for the film maybe was a little uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You know, we'll never really know if that paid off in Warner Brothers' minds um, for for HBO Max yeah. viewers. We do that know kind of that, like, uh, uh, we've seen like like the top viewed movies. It's not in the top five, right? Which is because we've had like Wonder Woman eighty four and Godzilla Kong and more to combat. And unfortunately, Snyder Cut has not hit the top of any of those because like, because you know, like the people who wanted this were a very loud minority. Yeah. Like mo- mm-hmm. most most average people went and saw. BVS didn't really care for it, so they didn't go see Justice League, or they saw Justice League and they didn't like that either, and they yep. were done. Like that's it, uh, and and you can't expect them to give another version of it a chance, let alone a four-hour version. Um, yeah. So that's so that's why it gets a little like I don't know how great it is that that this this was facilitated to happen. Yeah. In terms of like what it represents in how we associate with media and how fandoms get to control what gets put out yeah but uh but it is a interesting and cool experience to get to see um i think i would have been just as happy seeing for the most part a lot of what this was even if the visuals weren't completely finished just to know by comparison without having to balloon the budget up yeah um but uh you know we're here yeah i i again i think there will be someone will release like a three-hour cut um that will that will half the slow mo, get rid of some of the bad stuff, maybe just take out all the nightmare stuff, uh, and I will I will happily watch it. Sure. Uh, it's again no not a perfect movie, but like if there's a Justice League movie that's out, I I would like to watch it. Yeah. And if there's a really good version of it, like again like there's some stuff in here that's like some of my favorite superhero stuff. There's also some really bad stuff, but like uh huh that's that's a Zack Snyder movie for you. Yeah. Um, Ben, anything? Yeah. Um, I said before when we first saw the Justice League the very first time, I said. Of, with all the problems that that film had, what we got wasn't bad, but I definitely now prefer this one. I do not approve of how we got it, but at yeah. the end of the day, I am glad that it do- that Zack Snyder was able to come in and actually do what he wanted to do, and 
he was actually able to finish the work. I kind of did like how it said for Autumn, his daughter at the end of the movie. Yeah, and, sure. Um, I was glad that he was able to actually do what he wanted to do and he was able to do it fully. But um, I, the ends the, the ends still don't justify the means. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. We, we said that the Snyder cult, they were still very loud and very toxic minority. And I still feel that, you, I mean, yes, they finally got what they wanted, but just attacking random people for for just saying otherwise is does, is not right. Well, and this is something that, you know, we didn't really go into it on the podcast, so I think it's relevant to bring it up here with, like, Zack Snyder finally, like, kind of acknowledging some of the bad that's in that that movement, and then thus those people hating on the thing they were demanding after all this time, kind of blindly, essentially, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is, is, again, like, kind of a this is who you were rewarding kind of situation. Um, and and I, I think it does call into question like the the idea of, again, like I think that there is perfectly good reason to justify Zack Snyder getting to put together some assembly of the, the cut. Director's cuts happen all the time. Exactly. It's not, un- but, it's not but, uncommon. But did it necessarily need to be this thing? Uh, I, I wonder, you know, how how reasonable that was, especially with the backlash that happened on both sides uh, yeah. at different points in time towards it. Um, it's, it's, it's such a bizarre thing. Uh, it, it's especially nice. I think it is especially nice in relation to the things that have come out with, you know, with Ray Fisher's experience and, and Gal's experience and the rest of the cast experience related to Joss Whedon, that that is not the only version that we have to sit with mm-hmm. uh, is I think really, really nice. And so overall, I'm, I'm happy that this exists in the world because uh uh, I think it is important to recognize some of that disparity. It's it's very, very much a clear like case on where these directors' visions and interactions with the studio separated uh, creative vision from marketability and yeah. and uh, the seediness that kind of happened behind the scenes to make certain things go wrong. Yeah. Um, and you don't get that kind of look uh, into film, certainly not into comic book film either. Yeah. Um, very often. So for that alone, I think it has value and merit. Uh, uh, like I, I, I definitely think that like, just cut out the budget. Don't have that nightmare thing. Um, cut out that portion of it and then leave, leave a lot of the rest, uh, to sit there. And, and it's, it's all right. It, It is nice to see something that is so purely what he wanted, even if I don't agree with everything. Yeah. And again, that's that's why I I am like I don't love the movie, but I am such an advocate for it because it is it is a director, like you said, Ben, like like how we've all said, like somebody getting to finish the vision that they set out on like almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just it's so unfortunate that that's a dude like despite how he feels about these characters, he likes <laughs> these characters. And he had a vision since Man of Steel to tell this big story, and Warner Brothers was letting him do it, and it was successful for the most part uh, until it wasn't. And I get why he had to leave the project. Um, mm-hmm. but it is just really nice to have, have something that is so one person's instead of 100 people's. Cause you can just tell yeah. the difference. You just see it on the screen. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he definitely engaged better with things in the DC universe here than he did in BVS mm-hmm. and in Man of Steel. Again, I think he's um, like evolving and like, he's realizing like, and it's a weird way, like his view on Superman is so bad, but he has a, he has a, a very long way of eventually getting there. I just, it's not, it's not the character you do it with. Like you don't yeah. you don't spend ten years getting Superman to be Superman. Like that dude's born and he's born in Kansas. Like mm-hmm. this isn't injustice. Just make injustice if you want to do that. Right, right. I I think that is like one of the biggest you know like 
make or break it with with people who en engage with the Snyder films is that you know Superman is kind of where you fall on that line kind of decides uh how you can engage with it and like being told and this was part of the thing like this is part of the thing where like knock on Zack Snyder himself where like he tells you you're wrong you know we've talked about this before it's the for, name of our podcast <laughs> yeah yeah for saying that Superman isn't uh in his films isn't exactly representational of the comic character and it's like it's it's truly not and yeah. like that's not that's not really something that should even be debated. It's it's fine for him to want to take the character in his own direction. I think the disingenuous uh, uh, posturing that his Superman is truly correct is part of what puts fans so so anti his uh, way of driving it. Like if it, you're more honest up front and being like, I'm taking him in this direction of my own volition uh, is something that like people can go, well, at least he's being honest yeah. and upfront about it. But when you're trying to tell people like, this is the Superman you love and they're like, no, it's not. Uh, that's, that's hard. And the thing is like, uh, Superman and Batman are obviously very different characters. And there's a lot of modern people who just don't like Superman because he is he is very much a a nice guy, an old school sweet character. And there's just there's just some people who just don't jive with that. And so they do jive with Superman in Zack Snyder's universe. And I'm very happy for them. Yeah. And they got but what they I, want. I have a hard time like grappling with that concept that like Superman can't work because he's too too positive and all that. And like Captain America does just fine. That's what I don't understand. Like, like Chris Chris Evans, Captain America is one of the most beloved heroes over in the MCU. Now, granted, you have those people who like absolutely hate the MCU and are pro DC, but I'm like, that is not the majority. That's the problem. Like, like saying that Superman can't function because of those reasons yeah. is bullshit. That's the problem. We, I, we just haven't gotten a really good Superman movie in a long time to yeah. show that just the character can work on its own. That's why Captain America works because he's had three good movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. man, we just need a good Superman movie to show that, yo, it's okay to be a nice guy. It's not bad. Right. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to just brush through a couple of notes that we, we didn't acknowledge in the, the time that we went through all of this. Um, uh, I, I want to jump all the way back to the very beginning because we didn't really talk about oh, it, the, the concept of the screen. Yeah, uh, um, uh, I think maybe in a world where I didn't like dislike BBS so much, I wouldn't think that the yell spreading out was so hokey. Um, and I kind of, uh, uh, I kind of go back to like I think that either you can have, you can have the the wave uh, reaching out to the mother boxes, or you can have the sound reaching out to the mother boxes, but it shouldn't be both. Uh, I think that the combination makes it overly silly. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is another one of those things where like that is you get a glimpse of Cyborg at the beginning with the mother box and then you don't see him for another hour and 15 minutes. Uh -huh. And I'm like, he should have been way more upfront and center from the jump. Uh, and, and I wish that was the case. Um, we, we talked about this, like it's not explained in the movie. And I think we have the same hypothesis. Why do the mother boxes wait for Superman's death to activate? I think that the implication is supposed Stephen to be... Wolf says no Kryptonians. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. But like, before he came to Earth, why didn't the mother boxes call out? That's before Superman was there. Yeah. And I think that the implication is supposed to be that the mother boxes were completely asleep until Silas experimented on Victor. Mm -hmm. And then they activate, and then they know Superman's there, and they're like, oh, we don't do anything. Superman dies, and they're like, great, send the signal. Yeah, I think that's the implication. It's just not clear. It, it isn't clear. Um, definitely, the mother boxes are are more are <clears throat> better utilized in this movie, but there's definitely some like some MacGuffinness to them still. Yeah, it's, um, it's just it's just like it's never one hundred percent clear. Like, yes, I understand the concept that like Superman died, therefore they sent the signal. But I'm like, why didn't they send the signal before Superman was ever on? Earth? I think they were all, and yeah. that's not 
I think obvious. Yeah, I think they were all asleep, and then yeah, Silas did some stuff, and they're like, "Oh, what's up?" And then Superman dies, and they're like, "Oh, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's just a little weird that it's it's not a four-hour film doesn't make that obvious. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I really like the mood of the opening, the opening being uh, Bruce slowly getting to where Arthur is with the credits and everything. Oh, I think it's a slow... Well, I, yeah. I think it's a good mood. It's a little long in the tooth, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so this is, just referring back to like how I think this is chopped up poorly, um, I think this is a really great example. Uh, uh, some scenes should just come before others. So we have Bruce when he is with Arthur, and then we cut to Martha. And then we cut to Bruce talking to Alfred and saying, Arthur said no. And then we cut to Lois after engaging with Martha. And I'm like, this should have been Bruce from Arthur to Alfred to Martha to Lois, not jank it up every 30 seconds swapping between those four. And that's what I mean where like mm. that order gets really weird. And I'm like, this, this clearly needed like, and I don't know that Zack Snyder, uh, I don't know how much he creatively gets involved with the specific editing of all his films. Like I don't, he's not the sole editor no. usually, but this is the case where he is. And I, and I think that, that, that he just got kind of lost in where to put things a little bit. And I think that some things could have been tied together a little nicer rather than yeah. like jumping all over the place feels, feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, in, in relation to that, there's this one scene that the uh, sequence, it's literally 30 seconds that just didn't need to be there. And it's the part where the parademons just drop Silas off with the other people they've abducted. Oh, yeah. It's 30 seconds and they ju it's just literally the parademons dropping him off. And I'm like, I, I, I get that he was taken. We already saw that where he was taken. Like, this is nothing. This tells me nothing. You, you know what, you know what I, this feels like? It's like he had an assembly cut that was like three hours and 20 minutes. And he's like, but I still have all this footage. Yeah. And he just puts it where he thinks it goes. Yeah, that, that it doesn't is... feel like it's edited like like a, like a regular movie. It's like it's put in places like, oh, I have this thirty second scene. Um, uh, where have Martha has she not been? Right. There? Yes, uh, that is very much what it feels like. And it's like some of these things would either just be gone, like that Silas engagement, or they need to be lined up better. And yeah. I think like the like it would make the four hour film feel a little better. Yeah. Um. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I, one of the few visuals that I think I really, besides anything with Barry, that I really like slow motion for is actually Arthur going into the ocean when he marches off the thing. Uh, it's because the, the way the water crashes looks cool in slow motion. So mm -hmm. I think it's really effective. It's a bummer. This is one of those moments where I think the music needle drop for him doing it is better in theatrical cut than oh, this the, one. It's this it, weird uh, dramatic music and I, and I like it much better yeah. in that theatrical version um ba batman has some really bad like butt rock uh that's what i call like like, like bad rock very much like the titans theme song yes but i like it but i like it it's like kind of bad but it's like super just like generic like like 1999 grunge rock uh i like it a lot um <laughs> yes butt rock uh i really like there's a diana and alfred scene about around tea that I just think is a really nice oh, interaction. Oh, she can't make it, it does nothing to further the plot. No, but it's cute. Uh, but it is cute. Um, Alfred, Alfred, uh, Jeremy Irons is a treasure. Like, yes. what are you gonna say? D didn't get, honestly, didn't get enough to do with Alfred uh, in the theatrical cut. Gets a little bit more here. Gauntlets. Uh, Those are yeah. clearly cut from the last movie. Yes. Batman's just wearing these gauntlets that can absorb energy. Why is it Which that Alfred was working on, yeah. Well, with that, that entire thing is cut from the movie. I'm like, that's crazy, man. Um, I kind of like Victor meeting Diana in the hoodie in the theatrical cut better. Um, I like the scene overall better in the, in the Snyder cut. But yeah. what I like about the hoodie is it's him 
kind of like uncomfortable and and yeah. ashamed of his metallic body and i wish that there was more of that presence also it hides that shitty cgi body a true, little more true, true. um so i'm kind of bummed that 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 was taken away uh it's really interesting uh i, I kind of wish there was a, a little more attached to it uh, interesting that he buries the mother box in his own grave oh uh which He's, is he died yeah, oh, yeah which is something that that we brush over but like victor's victor's got a grave next to his mom's that's sad um <laughs> And I and I and that didn't get touched on a lot. And I'm like, he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I, I guess. Uh, let's see. Um, Steppenwolf wasting Atlanteans is uh, cool. Probably one of the best I action like, sequences in there. I like Steppenwolf. Um, I like when his armor like retracts. Uh, like when he meets Darkseid, he's like, oh, I got to be honorable. Take my helmet off. Yeah, like, I think that's a cool little thing. Even though his head looks goofy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a big horn man. Um, Steppenwolf seeing the land of the old battle that we see in the flashback with Darkseid and he discovers the presence of the anti-life equation. I guess somehow they didn't remember that he fought here. And that, so they that did part... So this is, they don't explain it enough. <clears throat> I but, agree. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, Darkseid and his forces basically forget where Earth is because so much time has passed because they lost and they just retreated and they left the mother boxes and now the mother boxes are asleep and they can't talk to them. So now once the mother box was activated, that's when they're like, oh, now we know where to go. But then the mother boxes get destroyed at the end. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that definitely, like, the anti-life equation is just kind of tossed aside as it a hundred percent. And I wish that they elaborated on its relevance almost, in the terms of this film. I wish that they wouldn't have gone into it. Because in the comics, it's also like a bullshit MacGuffin thing, too. But, like, I wish they wouldn't have gone into it as much in here because it doesn't really make any sense so you don't understand what it is. Uh, yeah, so I like agree. You're, you're I, I, looking for it, but you don't know what it is or what it does. You could you could have just left it at the mother boxes being a, a thing and that being it. Or, and and, and, and Seven Wolf has enough motivation of trying to like reclaim honor with yeah. Darkseid. Like it's well it's well developed enough. You don't need the anti life equation thrown out. Yeah. I think you're right. If you do want to do the anti life equation, <clears> don't do it as much and just be like, oh my god, it's here. And then that's like a tease because this yeah. whole movie's a tease. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Sparks, how many more of these do you have? Because unfortunately, I do need to go soon. Uh, not a lot. Um, uh, I just want to note that Cyborg has a line where he says, I'm always dressed. That's a, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, this is Alfred. I work for him is probably one of the best lines in this whole oh, movie. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Batfleck's so good. He's very good. Uh, and, uh, I'm really glad that they changed Willem Dafoe's look from this, uh, piece oh, of yeah. junk into the James Wan version. And yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much Does all. Does he have, like, the long hair in this Everything one? else we covered. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the armor. The armor is so oh, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's most of my everything else we pretty much covered in in the yeah. discussion. Um, I think we went through it pretty well. Yeah, I I I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, I am glad that like that the Zack Snyder universe isn't isn't the direction we are going for all the characters. I am glad for that because like Shazam, Birds of Prey, All Command, like I. I infinitely like those movies better than the previous X Adam movies. That yeah, being I said, think, I think they're all stronger. Yes. Um, that being said, I I I do I do really like this movie. And it's not it's not Zack Snyder's typical, like super dark, like everyone like is mean and evil. Like he had a trajectory for the characters, and it's like it, it is a shame. I would I would like <clears> to see <throat> more of this, but like not in not in service of this other stuff that we're getting, which is better. I think uh, I think what he did well going from BVS to this is that BVS feels way too much like it's mired in one single tone for all the characters, mm-hmm. and this doesn't feel like that for every character. They're not all wrapped up in that one idea, um, and that that is growth, and that is what I think makes this rise above Man of Steel and BVS mm-hmm. uh, in terms of his DC output. It's still not 
what I want. Um, yeah. But there are things that are pretty strong. Absolutely. Any uh, any last thoughts, Benjamin? No. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're right. I'm <laughs> muted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't approve of how we got here, but of the the product that was given to us, I don't. I I like. I quite enjoy. I don't know if I am going to watch this again in the near future, but I'm glad that Zack Snyder was able to do his whole vision. And part of me is like, hey, there's some good setup for other stuff, and there and there's also part of me is like, I there's like some stuff is good, the rest of it's not so much. I'm not a fan of that. I'm good. I'm. It, it's <clears> weird. I, part of me is like, I would like to see what Zack Snyder would have done going forward, but at the same time, it's like if the end game was. Of was like the nightmare universe where Superman's evil. Don't want it. It's, I, I it's really, not the it's not the end game. It just unfortunately like would have been a big part of the next chapter. I really wish that there was a version where we got to have these most of these characters developed in their own films that weren't done by Zack Snyder, weren't overseen by Zack Snyder, where they got to be their own things. But he gets to do the big team of film with dark side stuff, yeah, and uh, and have to work with the things that came before and make them. and And I wonder if he would have been able to bring enough to the table to like allow the tones from their own individual films to bleed through and uh, be dynamic enough while also putting his own flair. Because I think, like again, this is not new. Zack Snyder has good eye for beautiful cinematography for mm -hmm. for action especially like he can do really cool stuff and I kind of wish that he was the person who got to put together the team Justice League film but after strong characters were established in previous works with their own feelings and and he could bring them together and, and make them into something stronger I wish that was the reality we lived in yeah Hopefully, maybe one day we can get like an animated movie or something to continue this freeze. Because there's there it does have its fans, right? Like it's mm -hmm. they didn't they wouldn't have made this for, for nothing. Yeah. Although HBO maximum numbers, maybe they did. <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, okay, so that'll do it. That'll do it. You want to um, take us out? I don't know what to do. Sure. Uh, so uh, that's it for our Snyder Cut discussion. Um, you can definitely check out our uh, old episode where we discussed the original theatrical cut of Justice League if you are interested for comparative Full, Four um, years ago. Uh, but we're definitely, I think, hotter on this than we were even on that. Um, I've watched this movie twice now, and I liked it. Uh, I liked it better the second time. Nice. Yeah. I still haven't uh, gone through, but I have watched sequences. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, we are members of the Fake Nerd Podcast. You can check out all our stuff here on YouTube or listen to our audio stream wherever podcasts are found. Uh, we are probably dropping this right around the time where we're about to do a superhero television wrap-up where we're uh, basically talking about how superheroes on TV have evolved and uh, how they're being displayed and shown. This is coming hot off the heels of us talking about Jupiter's legacy uh the first episode or two uh last week in comparison to its comic um and an invincible uh fake nerds watch that's uh, gone up already this week uh where we talked about that whole season in summary so this is kind of where it's all feeding into um you can also find things like our basement arcade pause menu which is gonna have a new episode up uh just around the time that this comes out which is uh all about collecting video yep. games that our friend here ben did um you can also find a whole bunch of our stuff links to our patreon and all that kind of stuff at fakenerdpodcast.com uh where we work on all these things with our co-host brandon t mcclure um and that's pretty much gonna do it uh mm -hmm. you can check out our fake nerd book club where we talk about comics and you can talk check out our fake nerds watch where we talk about shows and all these other things that you might be interested in falcon winter soldier ascended we talked about it yeah 
but otherwise, uh, that'll do it for this. Uh, you can find us at Fake Nerd Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias. And again, FakeNerdPodcast.com to find our Patreon and all those other things. Ben, where can they find you? You can find me at Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? You can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. And you can find me uh, relatively pleasantly surprised with the Snyder Cut at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. And that'll do it. So until next time, stay fake, nerds. I'm always dressed.